Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. So great to have you here with us on this Wednesday. Thanks for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen or your first watch every single day. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson the host of this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Thank you for making Lockdown Blue Devils a part of your routine each and every day. As I mentioned a moment ago in our teaser on today's program, we've got Donald Wine II, our good buddy from the Duke Basketball Report, kind enough to join us here on today's show. It'll be awesome to catch up with him and talk about some offseason news and notes. And Donald, I was kind of sitting here reflecting a little bit. Here we are over a year into the history of the Locked On Blue Devils. And as day ones know, it was the Duke Basketball Report that kind of inspired the conversation to join the Duke podcasting community. And you guys have really helped with the launch. I'm glad to have you back here on the show and our first chat here on the YouTube space. Yeah, thanks for having me. And look, man, I, I just heard the drop with Dick Vitale. Like you're getting you're getting up there, man. Like we don't even have a Dickie hit. Like we gotta <laughs> we gotta step our game up over here. No, it's uh, it's exciting for sure to uh, to be able to talk hoops and you know Duke basketball. I mean, you can get connected with just about anybody uh, if if you're in the right circles and that sort of thing. So uh, kind of wild. We, we the last time we had you on the show, it was right before the NCAA tournament happened mm-hmm. for Duke, and all of a sudden. They make a run to the final four. What a run it was. The ending wasn't what we wanted it to be. Uh, but, man, just to kind of think back, and it's so hard to do it, uh, but they were able to go to their 13th final four in K's final season. Yeah, it's incredible, um, just the run that they had. And I know entering March when we were last on the show, we were kind of talking about some of these questions that this team had facing, uh, you know, the ACC tournament, NCAA tournament, what was going to happen. And they kind of – you know, that's the magic of March, right? Like we're able to put it all together and really make a run for the ages. And if you think about it, you know, Coach K, 42 seasons, 13 Final Fours. He went to a Final Four in almost like a quarter of the seasons. Like that's remarkable. Um, so, it, it, yes, it wasn't the magic storybook fairy tale ending. Um, the the shoe, the, the clock struck midnight on us at the Final Four. But to get to that Final Four was just it was just a remarkable run. It was fun to be a part of it. Uh, in a small way, and it really just to watch this team grow uh, so quickly in the month of March. And, and so now Coach K has left the program, uh, not left the program, we see him there all the time, but obviously Shire taking over. He's put his coaching staff together. Let me start there. What have you thought about the coaching staff, Donald? Uh, great so far. I mean, we had the expected, you know, I, I think, you know, when uh, we had the unexpected, we had the expected, and we had the wow. Yeah. Um, the unexpected was Nolan Smith de- departing for Louisville. You know, uh, very, very sad to see him go, but love the fact that he's going to his second home uh, in Louisville. And, and I know he's going to do big things for that program. But then naming Emil Jefferson, uh, that was the expected. Really happy for that. And seeing him in practice firsthand, um, I know that he has a rapport that the players respond well to and they want to play for him. He has that energy that that this program always wants and desires. And then getting Jay Lucas, that's that's the wow factor. That was the, whoa, like we're, I mean, we're branched out to the program for the first time in, what, 25 years. 
but also to get him a guy who wanted to come to Durham, who wanted to be a part of this, and who has that little bit of a connection to Durham with his dad being from Durham. Um, I think that was the wow factor. And I think, you know, his recruiting experience, this the staff is ready to go. So it's it's May, and we've got this new coaching staff coming in, and, and Shire is no stranger to Duke basketball, having played there, being on the staff, and that sort of thing. Outside of uh, the obvious, which is, hey, this isn't Coach K, who was there for four-plus decades, does Duke basketball kind of feel like we're in sort of a, a normal period at this time of year, or are there tangible things that you can kind of look at and know that, yeah, we're in May, it's dead, and it just kind of feels like a normal Duke basketball offseason? No, this isn't normal at all. I mean, and it, and it shouldn't be. This is the first time in my lifetime we've had an offseason like this, right? And for a lot of people, it's the first time that we've ever had to deal with a coaching transition and how that staff gets put together, and even talking about the staff, right? Like, we used to talk about that once every couple of off seasons when someone would leave for a head coaching position. So these are all new things and it's okay to think what is in the unknown. And really the big question is, you know, John Shire and this coaching staff have not held a practice yet. They don't have a full team yet. We're still waiting on guys uh, uh, decisions, right? Not just, you know, Trevor Keels in the combine, which is this week, but also, you know, some of the guys on the portal that we've been talking to who may also be, factoring in their decisions as well. So it's, it's different, but it's, it's exciting because we get to see uh, John Shire make his mark on this program almost immediately. We've seen it on the recruiting trail and now we're seeing the steps of how he is going to really run the day-to-day bits of this program. It's hard. I mean, you want to know instant gratification in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and just to know exactly how it plays out, but this is what we do in the life of sports fans. I know when uh, a lot of time, cases, and, and of course, Locked on Blue Devils talks all things Duke athletics, right? And we're getting set for another brand new era with Mike Elko taking over the football program. And you want to know, how to, how is it going to be? How is it going to be? How is it going to be? In a lot of mm-hmm. ways, you can't answer those questions until you have wins and losses on your record. Uh, and so you've just got to kind of find a ways to evaluate it. But that's exciting, right? That we've had this new chapter of filling out a new coaching staff. Yeah, absolutely. And and you mentioned football too. Like we haven't had those, I mean, you know, in the last like, you know, 15 years, we haven't yeah. had those that many turnover there either. Like that's, that's a big deal where, you know, in the same off season. And if you think about it, just going back to just late 2020, we've had men's basketball, men's football and women's basketball, all with coaching changes and, and really having, again, excitement building around the program, the women's side, Carol Lawson, bringing in a lot of players from the transfer portal. We'll see how that works out too. So it's really, you know, this is an interesting offseason, but it's exciting because we get to experience what these coaches are going to do to kind of put, again, put bring their legacy and bring their skills to this to this program and see how Duke football, Duke basketball, and, and Duke men's basketball and Duke women's basketball does in the fall. It's going to be great to watch. Let's take a look at the men's basketball team, some of the questions they still have. Again, it's NBA Combine Week, and I want to talk a little bit more about that with Donald Wine in just a moment. Before we do that, however, I want to take a moment to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. All right, here's the situation. Imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. 
That's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built Bar. I just realized my birthday cake cuffs. I just received them, I should say, and uh, it's awesome. I've never had anything like this before. Wasn't expecting the package from our friends at Built Bar. They always keep you on your toes. And so grateful that they sent birthday cake puffs right to my door. If you haven't tried them, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do. It's a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar that I have with me every single day, and now they've got this new flavor, the birthday cake puffs. You got to try them. 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar. Here's what you could do. You can go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your order at Built.com. Back on Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson hanging out with my buddy Donald Wine the second. From the Duke Basketball Report, the DBR podcast is something that you could find wherever you get your podcast. Just search Duke Basketball. It'll be one of the top results that come up, and they do a great job of breaking down the offseason. We've had a lot of different topics and storylines. The biggest one, of course, Donald, is that uh, right now the NBA Combine is going on. All five Duke players that declared or invited and accepted their invites to be there. And look, in a day and age where Duke basketball, we're so used to year after year after year, draft pick after draft pick after draft pick being selected. Again, just to be invited to the Combine is one special thing. 76 players invited, five of them go to Duke, but that's where we're at this week. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. Um, you know, obviously all five players are there. The eyes, I guess, of Duke Nation are on one, and that's Trevor Keels because he's the one that has declared and kept open his option of returning to school. Um, and you know, all questions are how he will do in this draft in this draft combine. I think he's going to do super well. I think all five guys, everything that they're going to do, they're going to excel in. I know, uh, there's a question whether like guys like Paulo Bancaro or AJ Griffin or even Mark Williams will do the drills, but uh, my guess is they will probably just check in, weigh in, and, and, and do the measurements, um, and then save that for uh, a, the individual workouts. But for Wendell Moore, I, I think he will have a good week because he's you know, he's such a smart player and you know he's he's so versatile and he knows the teams really covet that in the NBA and he's going to be one that I think a lot of people are going to keep their eyes on and then Trevor Keels if he does well then he stays in draft if not maybe that door remains open for him to return to school a lot of people trying to figure out exactly what that decision is going to be and I, I would say this is at least a positive step in the right direction in terms of getting to that result because the combine is the one chance that all the teams are there, right? We do have the individual mm -hmm. portions of workouts that are going to be able uh, to get up and going after this. Players can meet with teams, however, and this is where you could kind of get a gauge of uh, the promises, so to speak, that are given out. We're seeing it right now uh, in the NFL offseason. Their draft just came and went, and a lot of players are saying after the fact at their introductory press conferences, yeah, the team told me they were going to take me at the combine. I was expecting to be here or I wasn't or that sort of thing. So this is the week that you get that information to where then Duke can go and, and start to make decisions on what the final parts of the roster look like going into next season. Yeah, and you also have the NBA draft lottery, which uh, as we record uh, on Wednesday or on Tuesday, I know this comes out on Wednesday, it's tonight. And so right. we'll find out in that top three, um, Paul Bancaro is expected to be in that top three, who those teams will be will likely determine whether he's the number one pick in this upcoming draft or if he's one of the top three or four. I think there's four guys that are really up for those three spots. So 
it's all exciting, right? I, I'm a big Detroit Pistons fan in the NBA, so they have a chance at securing Paul Bancaro. Please go get him. Um, but uh, I think those sort of things are all questions that we all have. And and when it comes to the offseason, and especially with Trevor Keels, he is contending with whether or not to go back to school, but there's a lot of guys that Duke have been looking at in the portal who are also in the combine with him. So uh, I think you're going to see a lot of people get a lot of answers very quickly after this combine's over because, as you said, a lot of these teams are going to tell them one way or the other of, hey, we want to take you or be – you know, maybe another year in college or somewhere else is, is the best route for you. My gut has very much been in the the Trevor Keels is, is going to uh, ultimately stay in the NBA draft and not return to Durham. Is that kind of where you're at, Donald? Yeah, so I, I even talked about this on, on our show. Uh, I think when it comes to Duke, first of all, Duke has great, great, you know, rapport with all these teams. Under Coach K, we haven't had a lot of guys test the waters, so to speak. I believe in, in recent memory, there's three guys that have done it. Two of them have decided to remain in the draft. Only Javin Delorier came back to school after testing the water. So, and it's because Duke has such, you know, a network of people that will give them those guarantees or those, you know, those that con constructive criticism, if you will. Um, they'll give it that straight up and they'll go, hey, before you make this decision, let's see what teams are thinking about you. And that way, when our guys make our decisions, they're making the most informed decisions possible. I think with Trevor Keels, with this draft, uh, and it's no slight against him or against the, the the network, but he decided he needs to learn a little bit more or he needs to say, or he's at that point where he says, hey, if I play well, then maybe I play my way into the first round of this draft. And I think that's a great way for him to go test his mettle, see what he needs to do to, to succeed. Or he can go and say, hey, look, I'm better than these guys. I've gotten a few teams that say they're going to take me. I'm going to I'm going to stay in this draft, and I think he is going to ultimately stay in this draft because, again, that history uh, of Duke players testing the waters ultimately leads to them getting the decisions they need to stay in this draft. Like you said, it is a Tuesday that we're recording this on a Wednesday locked on Blue Devils. So tonight we'll see the NBA draft lottery. Very excited to see what that looks like and to see where uh, Duke players could possibly end up, not only for the top three, but again, we've got three Duke players, really, when you look at A.J. Griffin, Paolo, and Mark Williams that are likely lottery picks. So they'll kind of get an idea of what that looks like and all of that's coming up. I want to talk about the roster going into next season and kind of what that looks like very early here in the summer as uh, we're doing a Wednesday edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. Save time and money when you choose Rock Auto. You go and you look for all of the different parts for your car to really improve. When the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto chain, auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Do you know those answers while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer when you could be doing this at your house as you can go to rockauto.com? Why choose to often spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more from a chain store or a car dealership when you can get the better deals at Rock Auto? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on Blue Devils, 
in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Final segment here on this Wednesday edition of Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson with Donald Wine II from the Duke Basketball Report. Uh, give folks the synopsis. It's the first time that they're seeing you on our YouTube show uh, and listening to the podcast. They're remembering the voice, Donald, but tell us a little bit about the Duke Basketball Report podcast, what you guys got going on. Yeah, it's been we're in the offseason, and, and as you know, April was very busy uh, with a lot of uh, decisions, whether it be with the coaching staff or with uh, the players, but also we were doing in some doing some you know fun topics. We had a one and done draft uh, where we kind of drafted teams of uh, of you know all the one and dones that have ever come out of Duke University and what those teams will look like. Uh, so definitely chime in there. Uh, you know you can reach us uh, on Twitter at dbrsbn and also just it, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, definitely tune in after you listen to to JJ, of course. Um, and then you know w- this summer we have Return to Glory, which was. Uh, a story that we did on the 2001 national championship team. We're going to finish that this summer. Uh, we did the first half before the season started, and then we're going to do the second half. And really just as news comes, we're going to you know be right all over it because I think this offseason is going to be very telling as to how this first season is going to go under John Shire. And I think a lot of excitement is around that, more so than previous years because, again, it is a new beginning for us. I've told Jason I'm so thrilled that Return to Glory is returning. Uh, it was so cool to hear – the conversations and the 2001 national championship team sort of reflect back. And I might have to revisit that here in one of the offseason shows on Locked On Blue Devils because it's such good stuff. Again, you can find it wherever you get your podcast. So uh, we take a look at Duke basketball going into this next season. And clearly the Trevor Keels decision is important. So Duke can officially know what the roster is going to look like. Do they need to go and find another player to add via the transfer portal? Uh, We saw that there were reports after conversations with A.J. Green from Northern Iowa that Duke is very much so in the fix, along with Iowa State, where his dad is now on the coaching staff. But uh, So you really feel like that's where Duke is going to go to the transfer portal? Could you see a world where maybe no other players are added to the mix, Donald? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and we've already, if you think about it, we've already had two. Ryan Young and Kale Catchings have already committed through the transfer portal. Uh, getting a third one, if it's A.J. Green, I think that will be a great get because he's a great shooter. And I think uh, if you're thinking about question marks for this next year's team, that's probably the one that can be satisfied very quickly with an addition from the transfer portal. But I think ultimately, you know, on their draft, on their transfer portal, uh, number one board is the return of Trevor Keels. So if Trevor Keels comes back, I think we're set. If we get A.J. Green, we're also set. And if we stay pat, you know, someone will step up. I think that's the beauty of Duke basketball. We still have guys on this roster who can shoot the basketball. Joy, Joy Baker, once he's healthy, he's back for another year. He can shoot the rock, uh, you know, and we have some of these younger freshmen who are going to be poised with getting the ball to the rack and, and making a lot of baskets. So I think with the transfer portal, we can get an established guy, and I think that's great. But if we don't get him, we're still in great shape, and we're looking to see how this team gels under, under John Shire. Thank you for saying I, I, I need an army here at this point to, to <laughs> kind of let people know that it's not the end of the world if no one else, if, if Trevor Keels departs and no one else joins the mix. And obviously this coaching staff is very wise. They're going to figure it out. But I look at somebody like Jaden Shute, and I'm just continued to be baffled by the conversation, Donald, that this is a top 50 player in the country mm-hmm. where at any other school in America, there would be serious conversation 
about them starting right away and the fan base being so excited that they've got a top 50 freshman, where in a lot of ways at Duke we're spoiled because it's top 10, top 5, the number one guy in the country that we're expected to walk in and start right away. At the end of the day, these are good basketball players that mm-hmm. are going to find ways to contribute to Duke. Yeah, absolutely. And, and honestly, we've we've heard rumblings, and, and they have cooled in recent weeks, but there were rumblings about Caleb Foster reclassifying and coming in this summer if that need arise to, arose too. And that could still be on the table. I don't think that's very likely, but I do think that it's something that, again, you know, never say never. That could happen. We, If you remember with Marvin Bagley III, his reclassification was like late in August. So uh, he barely had time to get to school to register to be at be in his first class when he reclassified. So this could be an all-summer thing where we're waiting and seeing. But again, you go with the team that you have as of right now, and that team, by all accounts, is super solid, one of the best teams in the country. And we should be excited for all these guys to play. I can't wait to see how it looks, the roster, because it'll it'll certainly help to get a better idea of what to expect on the floor for Duke going into next season because the recruiting class that they've got is so talented and they're going to be led by a third-year point guard and Jeremy Roach. How big do you think that was for Roach to come back for another year to truly be the guy? I think that once the season was over, that was John Shire's first recruit was to keep him keep keep Jeremy Roach in Durham because I think we have learned throughout the years that an established point guard is the key to success not just for Duke but for any team that does well in the NCAA tournament or goes all the way they have to have experience in that backcourt and we have it and and he's going to be the floor general I assume uh, you can assume that he's going to be one of the captains of this team because he's going to be tasked with that leadership responsibility. And I think Jeremy Roach, you know, just the leap that he made at the end of the season, if he can continue that trajectory, we're looking at one of the top guards in the country, regardless of class, uh, when this season comes out. So I'm really thankful that he decided to stay. I'm really glad that he's going to be sticking around. I think he's going to be the reason he's going to, he's going to be, he may not be the team, the guy who leads the team in points, but he is going to be the leader that carries this team to success. Duke's going to have so many scoring options next year. Somebody's got to get them the basketball, and and Jeremy Roach is going to do just that for Duke getting set for next season. Donald, it was so good to catch up with you here on the program today. Always enjoy our conversations and our time. Again, at BlazingDW on Twitter is where folks can find you. They see that on the screen right now if they're watching us here on YouTube. But if someone's new and they're not familiar with what all Donald Wine does in the sports world, I know you're very plugged in there with multiple SB Nation sites, so kind of give us an overview again of what all you got going on. Yeah, so I am the manager of StarsAndStripesFC.com, which is uh, the U.S. national team website over at SB Nation. I also do the podcast for them as well, so you can find me over there. Also, Black and Red United, which focuses on D.C. United. Uh, I write for them from time to time and then uh, do this podcast as well, the Duke Basketball Report. Uh, find us. We have a forums list, so you can come and always have the conversation. It's our friendly neighborhood pub, so to speak. So join us over there at dukebasketballreport.com. All the latest news on Duke basketball. And also, when you're listening to podcasts or whatever, you just want to have someone to talk to, we are there for you. So I uh, really appreciate, JJ, you bringing me back on. Appreciate, I love to come up on, on the uh, YouTube <laughs> video. Uh, and it's great for people to be able to see your face because you do quite a bit uh, for the Blue Devils Nation. So we appreciate it. Thanks, Donald. I really do appreciate those kind words and looking forward to chatting with you again soon, okay? Always, always. Appreciate it. 
That's my buddy Donald Wine II joining us here on today's edition of Lockdown Blue Devils. Thank you so much for listening as always. Coming up on tomorrow's show, my buddy Brendan Marks of The Athletic will join us. We'll hear more of the reporting. What's going on with John Shire as year one of his era leading the Duke basketball team gets set to get underway. For Donald Wine, I'm JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.